the music abruptly stops. I was going to say, man, listen to that that uh, that little tune there, but it, it abruptly stopped. Anyway, live on LinkedIn and a lot of other places, uh, I'm Pete Bonfrey, and uh, let's get right into this. Uh, you know, I, I like to surround myself with smarter people, and so this is my co-host, Bill Lowell. Um, good, yeah. to, good to see you. And our special mm -hmm. guest today, Scott Thomas from, let me see if I'm saying this right. Let me have you say it. Mod Intellike. That's the one. Uh, you know, he's worked with Accenture and America Express and AT&T and Dell and a lot of other companies, too many to list. Long time, but we're all very young, but long time. Uh, but here's the thing. He likes to hang out with his dog and visit a new country every year. So welcome to the BD Marketing Mindset. Uh, so you're this week's master marketer. So you want to take like 15 seconds and kind of tell us, uh, tell us a little bit about you. Yeah, I about mean, what uh, you do. Yeah, thanks for thanks for having me. Yeah, you know, I like long walks on the beach. You know, um, so yeah, I've <laughs> I've uh, I, I've been in marketing. I, I hard to believe twenty five plus years, right? Uh, started corporate, so I was corporate side uh, for a good while, about ten plus years. Uh, you mentioned Accenture and um, AT and T in a number of roles, and then uh, about two thousand eight, uh, started an agency called Intelliki Group, um, and it's a it's Greek. That means turning potential into reality. And uh, I was one of the first Marketo uh, implementations that was out there, right? And so saw a new area that was taking hold. And, you know, fast forward 15 years later, um, you know, still still at it. Uh, learned a lot in the trenches uh, with a lot of different companies and a lot of different uh, situations. So just happy to kind of share uh, some some mistakes that, that I've made that hopefully you, you, you know, everyone out there doesn't have to make and, you know, <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I got, me. you know, I got to this point in the industry through a steady stream of mistakes. So there's always that. So yeah, it's, this is great because everybody has a very similar story and we've been told, I've been told you guys should talk about yourselves. Bill and I just, you know, y'all can find us easy, easily enough. So, uh, but, uh, but Bill, you know, I got to tell, I got to, I got to mention this. Everybody's in a panic here in Austin, Texas, because the temperature dropped below freezing, just below, just below freezing. They're freaking out. Yeah, yeah, that's good. So do you have any kind of advice or anything? I I think I would hibernate if that's <laughs> is hibernate. That's what they don't do. Don't go Wisconsin. outside, get to the store, load up on all the all the food and make sure that there's a run on all the food that you want. No, I'm serious. It's like it's kind of it's kind of hilarious because uh you know, we're we're at a balmy right now today is like 14 degrees and it is sunny, but we were at uh like 10 below a couple of days ago and Tons of snow, so yeah, uh, bikini weather, absolutely yeah. for you guys. Actually, it's hilarious. Uh, Yesterday, I saw somebody. I was out and I saw somebody walking in shorts. So I figured <laughs> he must have thought it was a, it was a heat wave after what we had before. So hilarious. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's pretty funny. But we do have the we do have the weather cam because we we do talk about the weather. Um, but here it's we're we're gonna skip that. It's it's really sunny here and we're going to hit about in the sixties. So I, I usually just try to rub it in as much as I can, but, uh, um, That's great. Uh, thank you. So this topic, um, is I think, I think really important when the, the, the sales and marketing battle of the, of the century, you know, it's always been going on and, and there's always this friction between the two and it's very complex. We won't be able to, you know, really cover everything, uh, imaginable on the topic, but I hope we can, we can hit some, 
some high points. Um, and so we've got five reasons things go wrong, and we'll be talking about how to fix them. Before we start, real quick, if you're listening to this on a social platform or watching it or listening out there in the land of podcasts, head over to b2bmarketingmindset.com. Uh, that's the place to subscribe. We elaborate on the topics here and a lot more. And of course, you can subscribe everywhere. Find podcasts are consumed also. So you have choices and um, you can do do what you want. But it's a good place to su subscribe because we do put a lot of extra info there. So um, uh, and if you're just listening, you get to see our faces. So that's always a plus. But let me uh, get to the first point here. Different perspective and incentives. So the, the two teams have different perspective and in incentives. We'll start with Scott, Master Marketer. Uh, it's a lot to live up yeah, to. Yeah, no, happy. Yeah, right, right. I would just say I've been doing it a long time. Uh, yeah, I mean, so, you know, when I started uh, the agency back in 2008, right, we were doing a lot of, you know, Marketo implementations more on the marketing side. and. Um, you know, the way I got to it was, yeah, you had to hand the leads off to somewhere, right? And, you know, fast forward 15 years later, what I've learned about the orgs, right? And I've had sales and marketing roles in, in the past life. Um, so I didn't totally get it at the time, even though I was corporate. But, you know, I think marketing by and large, it really depends on your background, right? But, you know, making a generalization, marketers a lot of times have a sort of planning mindset, a long-term mindset, a, you know, a brand mindset, a customer centric mindset, not always aligned to revenue, right? You flip it on the, sure. on the, the sales side, right? They live, they live by the quarter. Um, you know, it's pretty black and white. Do they hit their number? Do they not hit their number? Right. And you would think, well, you know, everyone's thinking about revenue, but I think those sort of time horizons and incentives, um, if you really kind of funnel that down, that creates completely different worlds in, in the vast majority of organizations. Uh, and I know we've been talking about alignment, you know, again, the past Forever. 15 years, and I haven't seen it right improve markedly. I would say, save for the last two years, I've seen some improvement, probably more so than the previous 13. Bill? No, I, I, I tend to agree with that. A couple of thoughts, though. It's, it's so interesting because I think you're right with regard to uh, the sales being the revenue side of it, or at least that's the perception, but Marketing plays a key role, and I think, you know, it's it's a shame kind of that they don't all get along, but I think it's just more of a misunderstanding, and you're going to cover another topic in a few seconds with regard to leadership, but um, I think that the two functions are also very, you know, whoever fills those roles are com usually competitive people, too. Sales, very competitive, and believe it or not, I think marketing people, even though they're planning, they're very competitive people, and uh, so I think you, you're you're also dealing with some personalities, you know, clashing a little bit too with the, the competition on both sides. And sometimes, as you know, when we'll talk to you about the, the leadership, if you don't have strong leadership, that can be a nightmare. Well, in different perspectives and incentives, you know, if, if I get really specific on that statement, perspectives and incentives, perspective is a hard one because people tend to see only out of their own eyes uh, yep. and, and in what's their interest. And so they even see the problem differently than maybe sales sees the problem. In uh, incentives, a lot, I, and this sounds crazy, but I just see so many companies who are, the way they incent marketing and the way they incentivize sales are like tug of war, actually. Um, and so aligning those things, a lot of that comes down to planning. 
if, if you don't kind of have your act together, uh, it's hard to do those things and get everybody on the same page. And, um, and we'll talk more about, you know, part, part of the solution is getting people to plan together, I think, right. uh, so that they can get their heads around this and, and be on the same page. So, um, but I think those different perspectives uh, are, are kind of profound. You know, and marketing is, I think, to Scott's point, so it's become, and it always has been, but it's become particularly complex. Um, there's all, there's so many different pieces. Like if you compare it to another business operation, operational unit, let's say operations or finance, uh, there isn't 800 subspecialties underneath that. There's some. But not 800 or 1,000. I don't know. I don't know what we're up to. I don't. If you guys know, it's thousands of subspecialties. Um, it's pretty wild. Uh, so, getting this getting this equation right and having having the, the the knowledge that marketing people have and the knowledge that salespeople have, if you can find a way to put it together, hopefully we'll enlighten you in the, in the next uh, 40 minutes. Um, it is. It's huge, right? And I, I I agree, Scott. I don't see it very much. I don't see a lot of change either. Lots of talk like this, though. But it's it's real interesting, Pete. You know my background. Like my very first job in the consulting world, I worked for a marketing uh, consulting firm. But they did they designed executive and sales compensation plans, and so you really learn a lot behind the scenes of what's going on. And uh, I think you guys are absolutely right when you talk about incentives. If if people aren't on the same page, you're going to set that whole organization out of whack. And I think. Uh, I think that that was a lesson I learned a long, long time ago. Absolutely. Um, the next point, leadership thinks sales is more important. Leadership prioritizes sales. But that seems like they, it's, it's very obvious if, if you're not really thinking it through. I mean, that's where the transaction happens, right? So everything else comes that comes before it isn't quite as important. Um, but... But in terms of just the way I think leadership and executive teams and CEOs look at marketing, first of all, if there's a stat, 80% don't trust marketing people, okay? That's a big number. Um, but they also don't understand the intricacies of how customers come to them necessarily. So um, it, that it's, it's just, I, to, it seems obvious that sales would be the focus. Yeah, no, I mean, that's not, like you mentioned, not not a huge surprise, right? But, uh, you know, I think it's worth noting, right? Because, uh, you know, coming, you know, largely from working with marketing and um, there's a lot of, you know, well, sales doesn't understand. And, and you know, sometimes you can, you can point to sales, but really it kind of starts at the top, right? Like you said, um, if there's a disagreement or a misalignment, the, the default almost subconscious uh, setting for CEOs is well, I'm gonna listen to sales, right? Because in order to make our number, you know, sales is is the one I need to talk to, and so I'm gonna listen to them in a tie, right? At 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 worst, right? And so, um, you know, I haven't seen that completely change. You've seen the rise of like the chief revenue officer. Um, you know, you have other roles in marketing, like chief growth officer, performance marketing. You know, like other marketing is not performance oriented. Um, so, you know, right. I think that, you see that some... non-performance marketing we've all heard about. <laughs> yes, yeah, right. Go ahead. No, no, it's okay. I mean, and so, you know, I think 
there, there's a recognition and you know i think there these are some sort of reactions to you know how do you solve or try to begin to solve for that right but at the end of the day it, it really it starts at the very very top and and also you mentioned it's it's trust slash understanding right the vast majority of CEOs still think marketing is just a purely creative exercise right and then good point they they assume well I, you know that's not my thing that's what you do sales does revenue right it's and and deconstructing that is kind of the starting point uh, from my perspective and, and i think that some of that can get you in a little trouble too but uh, i agree with everything that you both said but it's interesting because you can kind of tell where leadership is just by some of the titles in the organization, like you alluded to, Scott, which I think is really good. You know, if you've got some of the growth thing, maybe they're a little bit more cutting edge or a little bit more forward thinking. But if somebody is like vice president or director of sales and marketing, you know, and it's a salesperson that you you kind of know where people, where their heads are at. And so I would add one more element to that and say, you know, besides the leadership though, I think they need to be more team centered too. So, I mean, I think, the leadership has to drive a team-oriented approach to get everybody working in concert. And if you're going to have the different silos where you're just favoring one over the other, you're really not doing anybody uh, a favor. But the revenue does seem to drive the flavor of the day, which which I understand. You know, that triggers two thoughts for me. One is um, it has to be driven from the top down to work. Um, yes. A lot of you can't really abdicate your responsibility as as a leader when it comes to growth and marketing and sales. Also, I mean, it all uh, it all comes down from the top in terms of what the organization does. So, um, and the other thing is, that for many many years now, we often start uh, our process by interviewing the salespeople first, um, and there's a reason for that. They are closer to the to the you know the the uh, the battle being fought in the market, but and they're closer to the customer. Um, but then you are meeting with uh, executive team and they have objectives and, and very hard scrabble things. And there are some creative people in the mix and it does now it starts to go off the deep end. Uh, you know, I wish I had the Canva television ad that I could run right now that gives you a very good idea of what CEOs think marketers are. Have you seen that ad? The people are all like, ah, Oh, you need a website? Click. Ah, we're done. Oh, my gosh. We're going to feature that on the program sometime. I don't do a very good impersonation of it, but... Um, I think we got the message. <laughs> well, and we have a thing going around right now. Is when did marketing... When did we give marketing a pass on having their shit together, right? Because um, everybody else has to, but not marketing. Um, no agreement on goals and definitions. That one's big, I think. Scott. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I mean, so just, you know, you can start with, uh, you know, like the definition of a lead, right? Just let's just that's start there. Huge, right? right. I mean, and, and that's, that's age old. I, I think a lot of folks know, but it still has not gotten better. Right. Um, you know, marketing is well, um, and it does have to do with incentives, right? Uh, did someone fill out a form? Did they sort of express interest? Did they do a thing um, that sort of made them known to the organization right. and, at that point, in many organizations, that's a lead, right? And sales thinks, well, a lead is somebody who wants to buy from me. <laughs> Within right? the next four minutes. <laughs> right. And so there, whereas there's a huge gap in between. And, you know, I think there's at least 
the last 15 years there's been better problem recognition. I don't know if there's been better solutions to that, that gap, uh, just to use that as an example. I think that's uh, it's huge. And it's, again, so many things for me at least speak to process. So in a lot of organizations, people are like, oh, well, we kind of know what the goal is. And we all know what the goal is. It's something the CEO said probably in a big speech. Uh, or we, we, we know what a lead is. We don't have to sit down and write it out and put it on a whiteboard and everybody agree to it. Because that would be insane, right? Um, just like everything else you do. You wouldn't lay out your factory floor without mapping it out with your team, and, right? But marketing, again, they get a pass. Let's give Bill a pass. No agreement well, on goals and definitions, especially a definition well, of a lead, right? Wow. I actually like that. I was I was enjoying that. And I don't know, were you like eating some kind of lunch or something there, Pete? I was hearing some. I was, I was trying to open a pen. <laughs> I was trying to I was open gonna, a pen. I was like, Pete's going for the food. Okay. Oh my God. Yeah. Then I forgot yeah. the idea that I was going to write down. So <laughs> there you go. And there you have it. Um, you know, on the on the shared goals and objectives, I, I think there's a couple of things that's really important. One, and, and I think all of us and even the listeners can agree with this. How many times have you seen an organization where the sales might be a certain number one year and then the next year it's automatically they're going to bump it to the next? And, you know, and then when you talk to the salespeople, they're all like, this is great. I don't know how we can do it. We had a record year. I don't know how we're going to do this. You know, how many times did they ever, you know, confer with marketing to say, is this even possible? Can you guys help us? I mean, so rarely does that happen. The other thing that I think is really key with the clear goals, whenever I see an organization that is totally dysfunctional, and, and unfortunately I've seen a lot of them in my years, usually it has a lot to do with role clarity. And what I mean by that is, what is the role of sales? I mean, is that clearly defined? What is the role of marketing? And is that clearly defined and does everybody understand that and just I know we're going to talk about this later with the handoff but it's like so many times I just see that dysfunction where the people don't understand oh, I don't know that they were doing that and I didn't know that but if you did the goal setting together maybe or at least as part of the process I think you could really start solving some things and see how marketing might be able to help sales and sales also make marketing look good. Well, part of the problem, though, is let's say that all those people got together. Nobody really has a good framework to make that work. And this is sort of a good argument for people like us. I don't mean yeah. to be self-serving, but, you know, we are facilitators. We've done this a thousand times. Uh, yeah. And we do know how to bring it together and apply it down to, to, a, to a specific output. But I think intent is a very big deal right now. Definitely. But you know, to be frank, you can't always know, to, you know, know if you're a salesperson out there that's saying, you know, marketing, these people aren't going to buy today, this afternoon, my quote is coming up. Hey, man, people buy in their own timetable, uh, not on yours. And, uh, you know, there's when someone's basically responded to something, let's say they have downloaded a paper, that's a common thing, or, or they put their email in that form for some reason. Um, hopefully they receive some really good value from it. If you narrow the title down and the concept down so that if, that only people interested in what you do, the problem you solve, uh, generally are going to download it. Um, now you know, all you really know is if you're targeting well, they fit your profile. Maybe you don't even know that a lot of times. But you know there's somebody out there interested in what you do, and that's really the end of it. So if you, you know, we'll talk about this later, but that's, 
it's a low intent lead and there's some ways you can set up your funnel we will probably will get into that today but you know it's it's defining that stuff really clearly and simply sounds complicated when we talk about it doesn't it yeah but scott was talking about that earlier and i don't know if he wants to jump in but you know even how many salespeople really truly understand some of the marketing process where you know, you're building a brand or you're creating awareness or, you know, you're getting through all of the stages of motivation before we even get it to the salespeople. I, I think just to your point, Pete, people don't understand that. And there's just so much more that goes into it before it even gets to the salespeople. Ever, as far as ever I'm gets to us. Yeah. And so, and, and then marketing does jack that up uh, a lot. And so I never want to I always want to be clear that I, I got a bone to pick with the marketing industry. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we, we pick that bone every week at 11 o'clock here on LinkedIn and Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and all of the fun. podcast platforms there is. It usually hits the, uh, the platforms tomorrow, uh, but right now it's live in all those places. So um, let's make sure I look good. You uh, look great. I look yeah, good. Yeah, sure. All right. Yeah, filters, all filters. I'm actually 97 years old. Uh, Look at the wisdom you got, though. That's right. It's all wisdom. Uh, so it, it happens to be the next topic is lead handoff too soon. So we'll just continue this topic about intent. Scott started it. So tell us about yeah. what. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I think. Yeah, they, I mean the the lead handoff, right? To me, that's the you know the 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 no man's land, right? Of uh, of most organizations, right? Like marketing kind of builds the awareness again historically, right? Um, and then there's kind of a a, a middle zone uh, where you know things get lost, right? And that you know people try to get in with the nurturing and um, but you know that's some of the organizational gap, right? Because a lot of times marketing is like, all right, well. I generated the lead, it's ready to go, but really it needs more nurturing before it gets to sales, right? Uh, because sales expectation is different, you know, because that conversation is never really had, right? Um, and their incentive, they, there's incentives are different. It's it's their compensation based on the dollar amounts. Go absolutely. Ahead. Yeah, no, no, absolutely, right? Jeez. And so, you know, I would say that that is one area of the vast majority of organizations where we do kind of a full funnel analysis is you know you look at the conversion rates from inquiry all the way to sale and that whole funnel the i have i still have not seen an organization that nurtures it at all or well enough like that lead right and and i think part of it is comes down to nobody really owns that right nobody's talked about that and it's and most because most executives don't think about it they just see what comes out the back end what happens on the front end right and that middle right. zone doesn't have clarity yes um you know, it. let me describe the wrong way. Uh, they download a paper and somebody calls within the hour, right? The person didn't even read the paper yet, if they ever did at all, um, or giving away iPads at a trade show. So every, your booth is full of people. Congratulations, marketing. They're, they don't care about cardiac imaging workstations. They want iPads. So good on you. Um, and so I think mm. that's... That's the wrong way. So there's this nurturing stage. I think this is where marketing automation comes in and email uh, marketing in particular. You know, what, what we would do is divert them to uh, a little bit of warm up and it might include some contact. It depends on the company and the industry and their size and capabilities and all those variables. But, um, but you do got to hold those 
weak leads um, in, in kind of a suspended animation there for a bit until they're ready, until their pain has become acute enough to where they're ready to take action and get their wallet out. Bill, we're not I'm, ignoring you. I'm, that's okay. I'm going to go with the flip side because I've seen some of the opposite. I've seen where marketing has done a great job, and it seems like I'm really defending marketing, but I'm not. But they've done a great job, and all of a sudden, the salespeople don't follow up, or they don't follow up in a timely manner. And then the lead's already gotten cold, or people have already made a different decision, or they've gone in a different direction. And so I'm seriously, we've done a lot of research in this area, and then all of a sudden, we'll find out, well, they never even followed up on the lead, or they followed up way too late. And then it's like, and then, by the way, somebody will get blamed, and you know who that is. So so it's a it's a little crazy uh, it's a crazy scenario but I was chuckling because about the the trade show booths coming to get iPads but um, we ran the booth for a couple of years for one of the largest associations in the world at the Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas and somebody told me don't worry about this because people are just coming to get stuff they you know it took us everything to have to talk about the organization but people were just coming filling their bags with stuff it was. It was actually quite a circus, so I was laughing when you were talking about that. Right. It's it's very much like the SEO company that their their thinking ends when they arrive at the page, where the customer yeah. is like, that's just the first step. Um, yeah. So uh, hard-earned wisdom. So everybody just hold out. We go to our final thoughts. Where it's Final thoughts. Ooh, boy, that was, a, that was a loud final thoughts today. Um, mm -hmm. Uh, but well, it's just, this is just such a big subject that it's really hard to cover it, I think, in the time of this podcast. So, you know, we'll be expanding on it at uh, b2bmarketingmindset.com. Um, I'll just lead us off. What the hell? Uh, you know, these a lot of this stuff comes down to a, a very to having a very deliberate way of making decisions. I'm like generalizing as much as I can. Marketing is a lot of making a bunch of decisions. Um, this happens to be a lot of them, but and you got to get them right or reasonably right. Um, same with every other part of the business. And so, if you have a company that's just not very disciplined in the way that they make decisions, and like, and that one of those decisions should be how much should we spend, what should we do, how much of it should we do, what should we say, a billion decisions. What's our call to action again? What's our lifetime value? I don't know what that is. You know, there's all kinds of things. Um, and so, but if you just simplify it down, it's a decision-making process. And so if you kind of fly out by the seat of the pants a lot, there's probably a pretty good chance that you're in the 80% that think marketing, uh, that don't trust marketing. You're spending that money, it's not working. You know, you're not sure why, because it's not your capability, but it's it's tough. It's a tough situation. Um, but if you can get these two things to work together, with a planning process that basically brings them together. And then I think it helps to, if there's somebody internally or externally, somebody has to kind of run those planning meetings and have, mm -hmm. get that, get a lot of decisions made in a compressed amount of time. You can't plan for like six months. That's, I think we've all been there, um, usually at co corporations, but um, Bill, final thought? I have a couple. I, I like the idea of the facilitation because I think that that is, absolutely really important and that way you take away some of the emotion and you let people 
get what they need to do and they, they get where they need to go. I think another thing that you could do is do some cross training or have some marketing people actually go out on some calls with some of the salespeople or vice versa, have some of the salespeople sit with the marketing people as they're doing some of their planning. So I think just understanding the role and do some cross training, I think would really be helpful. I think sharing how you use some of the technology, whether it's CRM or some of the other technology platforms, allowing people to see how far a lead is along before it gets to sales or something else. Uh, you know, having that open access, I think is gonna be key or at least having people understanding that is key. And then the last thing that I would do is, you know, maybe just kind of create or do a joint campaign together where, where you say, let's, let's do one joint, you know, let's, let's pick one and let's go after, and then you could pick the, pick the thing that you want to promote and actually have them work on it together and see what happens. Do it as a test, a test platform and see how it goes. So those are kind of my thoughts. on that. I like this ride along idea, ride along with sales, like wear your bulletproof vest. Uh, yeah. Scott, Final thoughts. Yeah, uh, so I'm going to talk uh, both sides of my mouth, right? So, um, I, you know, I think one of the uh, sort of antidotes to some of what we're talking about is kind of the rise of the chief revenue officer, right? The CRO. There's been, you know, that's sort of hot. Um, and this is the both side of my mouth. Uh, I think 95% of CROs are former salespeople. So to our previous discussion, um, <laughs> and you can do what you want with that. Um, but the other one is, organizations that have a CRO uh, earn 1.8x the revenue of their peers. So just even the act of uh, that word design or redesign, um, I think is an opportunity for a lot of companies out there, especially B2B, um, you know, who really want to make, make that first step, right? Um, and there's a lot of ways you can cut that, but, you know, I'll stop there. Oh, yeah. I mean, we have time. Uh, I think it's, uh, that's an important uh point actually um but this is a very dynamic thing and i think a lot of companies face it. it it manifests like this these leads are terrible marketing over there going you guys don't know how to sell you know and honestly uh walk in each other's shoes have a deliberate process work together when you really start implementing it it's not it isn't that difficult it, but you might have some difficult people right it's going to be ah you know that's never going to work tom's never going to go for it well, that comes back to leadership, right? Who's leading the show? This is why it has to come from the top. So it's like, hey, listen, I understand, Tom, but uh, you know, this is how we're doing it, and we appreciate your input. Um, and then there's somebody there to make decisions, hopefully that's knowledgeable about marketing. And and then you have, uh, you never build a house without a blueprint. Um, so I think that, well, I know this because we've studied it, but the plan is one of the big uh, linchpins that's usually missing in small to mid-sized companies. Now, if you're working with Fortune 500, Fortune 100, you know they're going to be pretty process-oriented. So it works a lot. It's a little easier with them. But you get to the small and mid-size um, where, where we specialize, usually there's no very deliberate process to making decisions. It's kind of done on the fly, and it might even be spread out over a long period of time. So nobody ever quite gets to harness all those things that all of them costing money. Um, but a great discussion. Um, yeah. Let's have, should yeah. we do final, final thoughts? Sure. Is that your final thought? Who wants to Who's be a millionaire, Bill? Uh, you know, again, I think the final, final thought would be making sure that uh, 
you know, you, you have some good lines of communication. I think that that's going to be a good start for everyone. I was, I was into your conversation about the different size companies. And one of the things that um, I've seen a lot, which is unfortunate, is you might have a small company. When I say small company, it could be, could be a 30-person organization or whatever. And you have one salesperson that is the star. You know, you might have several sales, but one's the star. But like you said, they run the show or they can do no wrong. And leadership many times is weak and they won't address it just because that person is the one that's bringing in all the revenue. And maybe there are ways to do some collaboration, but it's impossible because that person is bringing in, you know, a majority of the revenue or they have the best account, you know what I mean? And we can't lose that account. So sometimes it's, there's a lot more behind the scenes, I guess is what I'm saying than... Um, yeah, then and you're a, you're a master facilitator as well. So that's that's really what the facilitators are about. And, you know, if you have an agency that's not serving you very well, um, yeah. it's really up to them to help you get these processes together. If you're not sure how to go about the process of marketing, how to do it, um, if you know, it's I, I've always believed as someone who's who's had the same company for three decades and doing this type of work for for clients. It's our job to make sure that they're uh, doing things in a in a deliberate manner. So, um, but anyway, uh, Scott, where can they find you? LinkedIn. Um, LinkedIn uh, email smoke signal. Uh, smoke signals. Instagram. Yeah. Awesome. Everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. Uh, you've been in this business a long time, and uh, I love talking to people where I can use the actual words and uh, for things, and they know the definitions. Uh, so I appreciate you having on. And we'll have to have you on again. Um, well, let's figure out when we can do that. Um, but great discussion. We'll continue it over at B2Bmarketingmindset.com. Uh, and, uh, you know, if you guys want to just hang on uh, here, we will go to our end screen. And with me doing this by myself here, literally there's just no telling what could possibly happen when I click right now. And if I, you know, it's funny, I'll mention this as well. I'm looking around a lot today, so I seem really shifty, right? I'm that guy the president doesn't trust uh, today. Uh, but uh, no, it's just because I'm looking at all the different uh, pieces of the puzzle here. So anyway, until next week, thanks, gents. Hang on. You've been listening to the B2B Marketing Mindset with Pete Monfrey and Bill Lowell. Add to the conversation by commenting, sharing, and liking. And don't forget to subscribe and check out the links in the comments. Learn more at b2bmarketingmindset.com.